Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's going on? I'm excited. We have somebody new on the show. We do. And somebody I'm really excited to have a conversation with as well. Yes. Pierre, how do you pronounce your last name, honey? Pradervand. Pradervand. Much too complicated. Just Pierre is fine. Pierre. Pierre it is. Pierre is coming to us from, you said Sweden? Switzerland. Switzerland. Yes. I knew I was going to get it wrong. I get it wrong every time I confuse <laughs> the two. I need to go and visit and then I will never confuse them again. Exactly. <laughs> So Pierre has got a fantastic book that he has shared with me, and I have been so excited to read. I had a friend of mine years ago who wrote a 365-day book. Shelley Campbell wrote a 365-day book called The Wealthy Spirit, Daily Affirmations for Financial Stress Reduction, which I thought was fantastic when I read it 10 years ago. And Pierre has done the same sort of concept with blessings. And so we're super excited to talk to him about that. Uh, Pierre, you want to talk about your book for a second? Yes. Well, it came out of very interesting circumstances. I was working uh, 30 years ago for a group of Swiss NGOs. I won't go into details. I was victim of a terrible, terrible injustice. Everybody acknowledged it. And uh, I decided to quit my job. And I developed a resentment was so huge, it was eating me up, literally devouring me. And for months, I meditated, prayed, worked with mantras, affirmations, and everything. Nothing happened. And one day, reading the Sermon on Mount, Jesus' statement, bless those who curse you. So it appeared so clearly as a solution. 
And then, then I started blessing these people in their health, in their joy, in their family life, in their finances, in every conceivable manner. And suddenly, a few months later, I started doing it in the street, and it became such a joy. I travel quite a lot in Switzerland on the train. I don't have a car. And I do the whole length of each train from one end to the other to be sure I blessed every single person on that train. And one day I was preparing a talk on world healing, and the title is not Innocent World Healing, and suddenly I received in a gust of inspiration as never in my life before this one-page text on blessing, which has changed my life and that of many, many people all around the world. And my wonderful publisher told me, look, you should write a book on this. So I wrote a first book called The Gentle Art of Blessing, which has sold very well and even received a prize. And then the idea came of writing a second book with very precise, specific blessings on all themes imaginable, on world healing, on the forest, overcoming personal problems, distress, 365 blessings of all sorts, including street children, everything you could imagine. And this book has worked well, and especially I continue receiving very, very positive feedback from all around the world. Well, I will tell you, I started reading the the copy that you sent. So one of the things that I personally have found when doing blessings is that the more one says it out loud, the more powerful the blessing becomes. It's 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 not something that you read to yourself. It's something that you read out loud if you're going to read a blessing. And yes. and that's been my experience. Has that been yours? Well, you know, I've been doing it for so long. Uh, I don't feel the need uh, to do it personally out loud. I did at the beginning, but no longer now, because it's become so part of my being. I'm, I'm blessing people the whole time. Uh, I, on public transport, as I don't have a car, I take a lot of public transport. And that's one of my favorite pastimes is just blessing people. In the past year, something has changed in the way I bless. It's been very powerful. It's been a real uh, earthquake in my spiritual life. I look at the people in, let's say, in the bus, and I mentally, I say, I really love you, and I bless you in your divine selfhood. And that is so powerful, because you can't look at a person and say, I really love you, without feeling it. And I want to insist on the fact that blessing is entirely heart energy. It's not a mental thing. It's 100% heart energy. You have to feel a blessing. Churches have taught people to repeat things so mechanically, and that doesn't work with blessing. It must spring from the heart. I find that to be very true. If you don't mind, I would love to share the second, the day two blessing with our listeners, uh, which is blessing myself. Well, you know, I made a list of blessings I thought I might share with with you on this program, and that was one of the top ones. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at it, I was like, oh, yes, this is the one my people will want to have. Kelly, that's so important because at the end, of the text, on my one-page text on blessing, which has gone all around the world, been seen by hundreds of thousands of people on YouTube, the postscript and says, and above all, bless yourself. Yeah. So you're right on, as one says. Awesome. 
I hope every single person listening to this program will know that this text is addressed to them personally. I bless myself sincerely and joyfully for being the utterly beautiful, divine creature I am, at one with a source of infinite love. I bless myself as a child of the universe, a child of the light in which there is not a speck or residue of darkness or self-condemnation. I bless myself, my sinless joy, boundless bliss, and total contentment, my ageless, tireless being. I bless myself as divine mind's expression of constant wisdom, enlightenment, discernment, and understanding. I bless myself as spirit's manifestation of glorious liberty, total freedom, and unlimited innocence. And this is true of all humanity. I bless myself in my perfect oneness with the ground of being, the unconditional cosmic love force called the Creator, which sustains every cell and atom of my being in perfect health. I bless myself as my sisters and my brother's keeper, overflowing with compassion, a fount of unending tenderness for every suffering heart. And finally, I bless myself in my constant enjoyment of the green pastures of the kingdom within, which I share with all humanity. Beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. I, I just, I fell into that one. That was, that was one of my favorites. Let's talk for a minute about blessing itself. You talked about how it's transitioned you from being in a place of blame and upset. And what other impacts does being someone who is walking through the world and blessing others, what other impacts has that had on you? Well, I would say that when you constantly bless people, you cannot feel any any negative or harmful vibrations towards them. And for instance, I even wrote a blog on this some time ago. When uh, Donald Trump declared himself as candidate before he was elected, as candidate to the presidency, I started blessing this man. And I continue blessing him. And when I'm quietly in my room, I can really say to him, my brother, I bless you in your goodness, your wisdom, and all these qualities. And he's probably not the favorite person in the world for being blessed by others. Every morning I bless six presidents, also Mr. Putin, Bolsonaro of Brazil, President Xi of China, who has a huge responsibility now, President Assad of Syria, whose country has been literally destroyed. Half the population of Syria, half the population of a whole country has had to leave their homes, and President Kim in North Korea. Every day I bless them. And that's something you can be everywhere, wherever you are. You can be a world healer if you bless silently, trustingly, joyfully, with deep, authentic love. I want to clarify, because I know that some people will hear this in a way that's different than you intend. So I want to say it out loud yeah. to people that you're, you're not doing this to try and change these people in any way. 
No. Right. I'm acknowledging their divinity in them, right. that this divinity, unbeknownst to human eyes and human feelings, is there. We have to develop our spiritual sense, our deep spiritual sense, to see, see this presence of the Almighty One everywhere. And, and it's interesting that you chose Trump to talk about because one of the things that I've talked about is that he has been a fantastic agent for change in our yes. country in terms of awakening people to their spiritual natures. Absolutely. Regardless of what you may think of his policies or his, his politics or his ways of being, he has been a great service to the spiritual community in that fashion. Absolutely. Kelly, I entirely agree with you. Is there another blessing that you, you said you had several, and I want to give you the opportunity oh, yes. to share some more? Well, I'd like to share a blessing called Wings of Defeat. Now, the title of this blessing was inspired by the British writer Neil Miller, who wrote a text many, many years ago that was published in the Christian Science Monitor on their home forum and cultural page. This text saved me in one of the most crucial periods of my life. You know, when we are challenged, we so easily fall into self-accusation. It's a, a universal predicament. And this uh, blessing, I think, can help many people who are going through trials. That's like, I'm sure some people listening to this program now are going through deep trials. I bless myself in my ability to learn and grow through this apparent defeat I have just experienced. May I understand that the only possible way of being defeated is by labeling defeat a precious lesson life has crafted for me that I may learn exactly what I needed to learn just at the moment. May I listen to what life is teaching me rather than waste my energy accusing others, circumstances, or worse still, myself. May I understand that in a universe completely governed by love, despite all material and visual appearances to the contrary, all things work together for the good of those who invest themselves sincerely in the creation of a better, saner world and ultimately of all being. Where forgiveness is needed, especially for myself, May that forgiveness be total and unconditional. May so-called defeat nourish my resiliency and my determination to succeed next time, rather than feed my discouragement and apathy. And when I meet one utterly crushed or in the shambles of shame due to what they consider an unredeemable defeat, may my deepest tenderness surround them with a cloak of a new vision and hope that they may rise and walk eyes bright and head high many years ago kelly i went through the greatest tsunami in my whole life i left the most wonderful woman in the world my wife my health which had been just perfect for 40 years crashed and i had the biggest health challenge in my life hence my energy dropped. Hence, my workshops dropped terribly. Hence, my finances were reduced to a shade of what they'd been. And finally, the spiritual path 
I'd been on for 30 years, over 30 years, just exploded into smithereens. Now, the five of those things at the same time, believe me, Kelly, I was in total hell for three years. And then, thanks to divine grace, I got out of it. And today, I give thanks for that trial, as the Bible says, the valley of Baca, the valley of trials, because I learned such precious lessons, and especially I was in a very rigid spiritual path that had really locked me into something very narrow. And now my marriage is restored better than ever, and I've completely changed my vision of life. So there, defeat became wings. I can really speak of the wings of defeat. Out of trial, not out of theory. Yeah, we refer to that as breakdown before breakthrough. Exactly. Sometimes the universe just takes it all away. Exactly. And, uh, and you, you have to start from the ground, level up again uh, exactly. when, you're, when you're ready for the, the next evolution. Exactly. I just have to say, and for the listeners out there, I have to say that this man is emanating this amazing energy that is, I'm just in this yummy, lovey energy right now that is so wonderful. And so if you are not feeling this, which I would be stunned if you weren't, <laughs> but this is amazing. And spending time with you is, is really just lovely. And I just want to thank you so much for sharing with us. My greatest joy in life is sharing with people because I know the impact they can have, be it by letter, by email, by speaking. I had a very moving experience recently. I received many, many emails from people I don't know who often are, are crying for help. And I received a, an email from with a name I'd never seen before. And I thought, okay, I had many emails to reply that day, so I'll reply to it tomorrow. And the next day, my little voice said, Pierre, don't wait one day more reply immediately. And I did. And the woman who sent me the mail had been through the most horrendous life of suffering and violence with men. Her father tried to kill their mother. She lived with three very violent companions, of which the second tried to kill her too. And she was on the verge of desperation. And she saw a video of me on YouTube, and she was going to commit suicide. And she said, well, I'll write to this guy. And if he doesn't reply, I will commit suicide. And of course, I replied to her and the situation was resolved. But for me, it was a very deep lesson of always listening to the little voice, which tells us what we should do. Wow. Yeah, that's very true. I just want to say something for those of our listeners out there who are thinking about being on a spiritual path where they might become teachers. And if they just had a moment of, oh, crap, I don't want to be responsible for that. I just want to say to you that when those moments happen, and they do, but when those moments happen, if you are listening to that small voice, then you know, and you hear, and you follow the voice, and you do the right thing at the right time. And it, it's a matter of stepping into the flow. When you're yeah. in the flow, it's it's okay. It's not a quote-unquote responsibility or a burden that you carry. It is a connection that you nurture. 
Exactly. And it comes from deep listening. You can't hear that little voice if you haven't practiced listening. But then it can come to you anywhere in a bus, in a noisy street. If you've learned to listen, it will always talk to you at the right moment. Now, I would like to read a blessing on the healing of fear, especially in the world we live in today. It's such a huge challenge. So here's a blessing for the healing of fear. Spirit of truth and love, I bless myself in my ability to pinpoint my fears and face them rather than run away from them. May I learn to observe them as the outside observer I really am in my true identity rather than hug them close to me as if they belong to me. May I learn to stop describing them in terms that give them power like deep fear, old, persistent fear, aggressive fear. And may I stop making myself afraid in the present of something that could eventually happen in the future, but probably will not. May I remember that there is no place where divine love has not already preceded me and no time when it's strong and gentle arms do not enfold me. May I remember with the psalmist that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me, and your rod and your staff do comfort me. May I rejoice in the assurance that divine love always has met and always will meet every human need, including my need for total trust, and that this unbounded love cannot be deprived of its manifestation and triumph in my life, however dark the shadows. And finally, may I rest peacefully in the quiet assurance that the combined darkness of a thousand caverns cannot extinguish the simple candle of my life. And just about that last metaphor I'd like to add, you know, I've never ever seen a candle of darkness enter into a light room and turn out the light. But the smallest candle, if you creep into a huge cavern, dark as dark can be, that little candle will start illuminating the cavern. The light is always victor over darkness. And let's remember what a great seer told us individually to each person listening to this program, you are the light of the world. My gosh, how glorious. So there's a lot of new age stuff going around about affirmations. And I'm not a big fan of affirmations. I find that oftentimes people are attesting to things that they don't think are true about themselves. And yet within your blessings... I receive them differently, even though they may read somewhat like an affirmation. They're, they're different because it's more like they're an aspiration rather than an affirmation. Exactly. There's also a loving undertone to everything that you say. And it's, it's got this inherent, and you said that in the beginning, it's, it's heart-based, right? Blessings are heart-based. And so I'm trying to, to help the listeners define for themselves the difference between an affirmation and a blessing and, a, and an intention and a spell and things like that. And blessings are meant as gifts 
They are not meant to change anything or change anyone. They are simply meant as a gift from yourself to the person that you are blessing, whether that be yourself or someone else. And they're not meant to influence or change. There's, that, there's no manipulation associated with a blessing. But there's a lot of healing. Yes. That's a very big difference. I've been receiving for 30 years reports from all over the world, starting with Death Row, Texas, by an extraordinary inmate. And this practice turned his situation around in a very challenging situation. As a matter of fact, this man is one of the most extraordinary persons I've ever met in my whole life. And we've been corresponding now for 23 years. And I've written a correspondence called Messages of Life from Death Row. And this book has changed lives all around the world. I've just received two letters from Thailand, from the Bangkwang Central Prison, which is the worst prison in Thailand and one of the worst in Southern Asia, from two inmates who, I don't know by which miracle, and I use the term carefully, they found this book, Messages of Life from Death Row, in the library of the prison, and they were able to read it, and they were both turned around by this book. And it's been tested in the poorest villages of the Sahel. I was 11 years in Africa, and I had a very dear friend who started a small grassroots organization to help the poorest of the poor women. And he practiced this, and he's become, I would say he's become my teacher in blessings. This man, he, he's just amazing. Mamadou Kasambara, his name is. When he discovered this practice, he, he used to go in the villages where he worked with this little NGO. If they had a problem, he'd convene people and about 10, 15 of them would get together and start blessing. So I've seen so many results of this practice, not used as in any manipulative or self-assertive manner, but as a simple affirmation in what I believe is an infinitely, boundlessly good universe. Well, and there's one additional benefit that I think isn't really obvious. And that's that when you give love at this deep of a level on a regular basis, what it says to you subconsciously is that you are the source of love, that you have access to the infinite source of love. And so for those of us who have a hard time receiving love, this is a great way to tap into that energy, uh, not from a codependent uh, perspective that we, we have tendency to do right now, but instead from a wholehearted universal source, no manipulation, no contract, no nothing, you know, no transaction, completely unconditionally loving source. And the more we tap into that source, the more that source becomes real to us. And therefore, the more we are able to allow it into our lives. Absolutely. Could I share a little prayer? Absolutely. Which is the very basis of my whole spirituality. It's a little prayer I composed about 20 years ago. Thank you for shining as me and for being so constantly thy gentle presence that all those I encounter may experience me as thy love flowing, as thy unconditional 
forgiveness. May they no longer see me, but only, only, only thee. I believe that we are, in our deepest essence, the divine expressing itself. In other words, I have a, a non-dual vision of spirituality. I think there is no separation between the divine and ourselves, as exists in Christianity, Islam, Judaism, for instance, which are dualistic religions, mm-hmm. but that we are the divine being expressing itself, smiling on the world. It's beautiful. Wow. This has been absolutely amazing. And Kelly, you mentioned it before, the just sense of love that that is here right now on this call, certainly in this episode. I, I would be shocked if the listeners aren't feeling it as well. But you mentioned it very early, Pierre, that you started really defining that love. And you, you talk about love so, so much about unconditional love, unconditional forgiveness, and the healing power of that, just opening yourself up. Unconditional is such a beautiful word because it's not asking for anything in return. It's giving. It's giving because it's there for you to give. And I, I absolutely adore that feeling that we're feeling right now here. It's been wonderful. I'd like to share the most important experience in my whole life, which was a mystical experience I had on the plane. I was in Africa because I was one of the founding members of the largest grassroots peasant movement in the whole of the continent in the 1970s. And I was the only white man on the on the board, and I'd go to Africa for our board meetings uh, every few years. And the last day I caught dysentery. At the beginning, it's not serious, but it's a nuisance. You have to run to the toilet the whole time. And I did my spiritual work as I wasn't using medicine at the time. And I believed it had disappeared. But the next day, going to the airport, it started again. And on the on the plane, I was working with my spiritual texts, my mantras, my affirmations, And I was sitting next to a young, unaccompanied boy with his little board, with his name and address and everything. And the stewardess taking care of him was so kind. One would have taken her for his mother. I've never seen something like that. She'd constantly come and check that he was okay. And at one moment, I felt this literally cosmic gratitude for this woman. And suddenly, I was no longer in the plane. I was no longer in time. I was in a space where there was only the feeling of this incredible, incredible, all-encompassing love. This love was the only cause, the only effect, the only law, the only power, the only presence, the only substance. It was absolutely everything. And the most wonderful thing is that Pierre Pradevant had completely disappeared. I had no consciousness of existing as a little... Swiss gentleman with a Swiss passport on a plane. I was just in this incredible environment. And I don't know how long it lasted, whether it lasted two minutes or half an hour, because I was totally out of time. But I can say that for a while, the divine consciousness was my consciousness. And that's something so extraordinary when I had to experience it. And suddenly I was back in the plane. I felt something moving in my entrails in a few seconds, dysentery had disappeared. But above all, I'd had the most important, grounding experience in my life, which makes me know, not believe, know that 
the universe is built out of and with this incredible universal love of which we are the expression this very moment. Both of you, me, and every single listener of this program is this love being expressed. I don't think there's a better way to bring us to to the finish here. That was just a fantastic story. Thank you so much, Pierre. The whole session with you two has been pure undiluted joy for me. <laughs> the same Total here. You've been sharing it. <laughs> I'm the your same. man any day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly, is there anything you could possibly add that you would Absolutely want to add to Absolutely nothing I could possibly add to that. All right. I think that's that's all we have. Uh, folks, there's going to be a lot to talk about in the in the Facebook group after this, the Spirit Chirpa Podcast After Party Facebook group. Please share your thoughts, your feelings about this episode. Share them with Pierre as well and share them with us. It's a just been a wonderful time. Wonder, absolutely wonderful. You can give readers, uh, listeners, my email, which is Pierre, P-I-E-R-R-E, at, and I spell, because it's in French, V-I-V-R-E, A-U-T-R-E, M-E-N-T dot C-H. And now you have it in any case, because yes. I've, we've been emailing it, so you can always put it, yes. I don't know, somewhere. And yes. we will put it in the show notes as well, yes. Yes, yeah, definitely and, check out the show notes, because there's going to be a number of links in the show notes for websites where you can get information about Pierre, about his writings. Everything will be in there. I, by the way, I have a website on my books, just on my books, which is pierrepredevan.com. Mm-hmm. And, and some, we will put that in the show notes as well. And there is some wonderful content there as well. Some interviews with you, uh, information about the books. It's fantastic. I've, I've been perusing it myself. <laughs> and I have a website on blessing, just on blessing. Do you know that? Yes. Gentleartofblessing.org. Yep. Which has many lovely texts and especially testimonies of healing with blessing. A whole section which is really very moving. Yes. And Pierre has joined the Facebook group already. So uh, I'm hoping that we can convince him to post some of his his uh, blessings in the group from time to time so that we can stay connected in with him. And I'm sure he'd be happy to answer your questions if you have them. Thank you to both of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, folks, that is all that we have time for this week, unfortunately. (laughs) But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Pierre Pradovan, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, my friends. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any request for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Production. And my love and my life and me
waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.